from the Improv Studios on Melrose Boulevard in the heart of Hollywood, it's the Nighttime Show! With our special guest, head writer of the Nighttime Show, Matt Walker! I'm your announcer, Mike Black, and now, the host of the Nighttime Show himself, needier than a newborn puppy, Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman! <laughs> wow, buddy, that was... That was fantastic. <laughs> I really am a very needy friend. I know that. In totally. the best way. Yeah. No, like You're in a, a good very way. productively needy friend. Yeah, I'm like, um, hey, you want to talk about ideas? You the know, monologue? <laughs> Maybe. Constantly planning a million things at once. But yes. we accomplish these things. We, we do these scheming. things. Yes, constantly scheming. I'm a very scheming person. You're like yeah. a grown-up little rascal. <laughs> like you're, you're always wanting to put on a show. It's like, let's get the gang together. We'll paint the barn and put on a show. <laughs> yeah. Let's build a treehouse. And we've made almost as much money as they do. Yes. <laughs> Except we know he's not Alfalfa, because right, Alfalfa yeah. had that one hair, yeah. no, which is one more than Steven. I got no hairs. <laughs> Very I'm Spanky was the leader, though, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Spanky, the little spanky. chubby kid. Yes. Very yeah. spanky. I'm like a cross between Spanky and Steve Carell on The Office. <laughs> yes. Basically, like a slide <laughs> right between those two characters. I'm kind of butch. Uh, I, like to, I like to bully you a little bit. You are. You are kind of a butch. I guess it makes Mike Darla. <laughs> or, or, or Froggy. <laughs> or Froggy. Do you know Froggy died uh, froggy. by getting hit by a car when he was 16 outside the studio? Oh. What? Yes. Really? Yeah, because I... I uh, so froggy something I've, I've done in the past, I've gotten grave hopping, where you ever like go visit famous people's graves, <laughs> of right? Of course, of so course you do. At Rose Man, Hills, Froggy is buried at Rose Hills. Uh, and I, I went and I visited Froggy's grave, and then he was like 16, and he got hit by a car outside the city. He was 16 years old? Yeah. Oh, God. Froggy died like Frogger. Poor That's frog. really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Frog. <laughs> Trying to dodge traffic. God. That That's... kid was so cool. Yeah, he was. I he was. Like he had a cool, weird voice. He, he was the only one who was drinking scotch. You know? <laughs> right. Like they never showed it, but that's what they were trying to imply with that Sh- voice, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he was but, hardcore. Well, I mean, they should have implied. Uh, which one was? Uh, what's his face? The guy who shot his wife outside Vitello's. Oh, um, was he Robert Blake? Was Robert Blake on? He was the in show? Little Rascals. Yeah, he was one of our gang. Which rascal was? Robert I gotta look Blake? him up. Which that's one hell of a rascal. Trigger shot his wife. Trigger happy the rascal. Yeah, that's terrible. Uh, I remember once I, I found like the spot where his car had parked was parked where he left the wife and he went back to go get his gun and I parked there on purpose once we were doing stand up at Vitello's because he used to stand up there every now and then. I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna park Robert Blake parked when he shot his wife. God. Do you remember per- when they did there? their shows on the Little Rascals? He was the security. <laughs> yeah, take people outside and rough them up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was in the Little Rascals. Let me see. I'm looking him up right now. Oh my god! Googling it, and uh, we're getting googled. We'll, we'll find out that he was there okay. when Froggy died. He pushed right. him into yeah, traffic. He, uh, <laughs> he, be- he began appearing in MGM's R Gang short subjects under his real name, replacing Eugene Porky Lee. <laughs> The, oh, Porky. So Porky. So he was like the guy who replaced Porky. Oh, that's too bad. He wasn't like a main character. I well, was I think we know who, who Porky is of our group. <laughs> right. Our little mascot. I, <laughs> I, think, I think there's a three-way tie. Oh. <laughs> well. I know who's not Porky. That's the only thing I think we can definitively say. Yeah. You're not Porky. You're definitely it's not, not Porky. You're a... Uh, you're a ham, but you're not Porky. Very true. Um, <laughs> I don't dispute that. 
for one minute. So, so guys, uh, if you're listening to the show, um, this may be uh, one of the first episodes that we're airing, which is uh, which is cool. It's uh, this is a show that we're going to be doing. Uh, it's going to be airing once a week. It uh, it is the the podcast version of our live show that we do at the Hollywood Improv, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's a great show uh, called the Nighttime Show, uh, in which uh, we uh, we uh, do weird stuff. It's like a live late night show. Yeah. And uh, both both yeah. you sons of bitches are a big part of this thing <laughs> since day one. Yep. Well, how did how did I how did I talk you guys into being a part of this? Well, how did this happen? It was because you were guest hosting for Tom Green on Tom Green's yeah. Web right. Vision. Oh shit! Yeah, like a, a year ago. Right. And then you brought us both in, and you asked Mike if he would do a weird animal guest segment right. with you. Yes. Where he pretended that a dog was a dangerous animal and nobody knew what it was. And you were dressed yeah. up as a zoologist. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that the dog could draw and drew right. a picture of you that was very unflattering. Yes. Right. It was great. Uh, that was very funny. It and was then, a really great bit. And then you asked uh, me to come in and write a monologue for you. Yeah. So yeah. I came in and I remember one of the jokes I wrote uh, was about how the NBA All-Star game had just taken place and they <laughs> once again overlooked you uh, because apparently weighing the same as Shaq wasn't enough to make it. Right. It was jokes right. like that. You it was know, good. They were good jokes. Geez, geez, same body then, ass. But then, but and then, then you had our mascot, Robbie, sexually molesting me. While like, you were holding up the cue cards. Like rubbing my ear and like blowing on my ear and just like rubbing up against me and I was so grossed out yeah, like, which is why you did it. it absolutely absolutely the more I can creep you out you know the better the, I feel when he sat down and he's just in tidy whities and socks I remember yeah. and he was <sighs> he had a Mountain Dew and he poured some in his belly button and was like rubbing it around his belly button he's like yeah I'm just getting lubed up for later now, I was like that's oh. the grossest thing <laughs> I've had, ever seen had Glickman told you that he was gay at that point uh, I think I knew <laughs> You somehow pieced I'm pretty it sure. together I like on I your own. Like that doesn't. I don't care about that. I mean, whatever. but but that you are getting molested by someone that. Yeah, you no. Know, it's just he's creepy. It's a large chubby gay man that we adore. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, um, you remember back when you and Fat James rubbed your bellies on me? Oh like yeah, twelve he years hates ago. It. He hates Matt Walker. Hates being touched. So if you see him in public, rub <laughs> his hair and touch him. But and you're a chubby hold man. Him. Give him a big hug. I yeah, did not Grab his it, ass. He really enjoys that kind of stuff. Yeah, like Tom. Uh, Tom Just Green. Think, Matt, one of those bellies that was rubbing on you is dead now. Yeah. Oh Just, my yeah. god. Wow. It's much smaller now than it was then. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking amazing. That's amazing and really hardcore, Mike. Really I dark. really, really, really appreciate that you went there. Rest, rest in real peace, dark. James. Yes, rest, rest in peace. James. Rest in peace. That's how we like to start our show. We like to bring down people by talking about dead people. I'll say people. something. <laughs> Fat James Chips Price Jr. would be happier than anyone to have heard that joke made about yes. him. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. No. I mean... He, when we used to go eat with him, he would order everything on the menu. It was yeah, like yeah. we heard that story from Mel Brooks uh, about going to lunch with Hitchcock, <laughs> right. where yes. he had uh, like he probably we haven't told us on this on the show yet, but we all got to meet Mel Brooks. We saw him speak, and one yeah. of the stories he told us about Hitchcock when he was making High Anxiety, and they went to lunch, and Hitchcock ordered a giant shrimp cocktail. A two-inch thick New York steak, a baked <laughs> potato with sour cream, chives, onions, a side of asparagus, and then for dessert, a vanilla coulis. Right. He powers through the whole thing in the time it took Mel Brooks to eat half of a sandwich. Half a, <laughs> half a grilled, half a cheese, grilled sandwich. cheese sandwich, yeah. Grilled yeah, because he, he was trying not trying to— Trying not to run out the bill. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. Said Hitchcock pulled out a cigar, got ready to light, and he's like, you know what? Called the waiter back over. He said, I'm feeling a bit peckish. Let's do it all again. And then he ate the same meal again. <laughs> oh, like, my like God. Like back to back. Yeah, and most yeah. people there that were hearing the story were like, oh, that's unbelievable. That no, that ever happened. But we've all eaten with yeah. Fat James. We're like, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, we've yeah. seen it. We've, we've seen, seen somebody that. do that. A Absolutely. move I saw him do when he lived with young Steve Simone. Oh, Steve Simone, was, who is an angel, who, by the way. Yeah. He says hi, by the way. I just talked to him this afternoon. <laughs> How's the uh, cloud that he lives on? Is he good? <laughs> he's, on, he's on top of the world <laughs> at really, the moment. You never really, know, though. <laughs> he's just hanging out up there in St. Peter and, and uh, just all he, day. When he lived with Fat James, it was not quite as good as, as the life he has now, the freewheeling, <laughs> carefree life he has now. But uh, Fat James went to the kitchen while uh, me and Steve were there, mm-hmm. and we watched him go to the freezer, pull out an entire bag of Swedish meatballs, <laughs> put them on a plate oh like you might uh, tortilla chips, mm-hmm. only Swedish meatballs were the tortilla <laughs> okay. chips for, for these nachos, nachos. <laughs> wow. and he then oh poured salsa all over <laughs> them. And then took a big fistful of cheddar cheese and put that on. (laughs) Then thought about it for a moment, grabbed another fistful of cheddar cheese, threw that on top of the other one, microwaved it, and went back to his room. I thought he was making, I was like, oh, that's nice. This guy's making more girls for for everyone. No, that was was for him him. to go have in his room. Now, now when he cooked that, because they're Swedish meatballs, did he say, (laughs) (laughs) No, but he he was. Nobody nobody listening to this is old enough to understand a Swedish chef reference, I don't think. I don't know. He was, however, just in his underwear while he was doing all of this. (laughs) Oh, my God. That made a lot. He he really loved to take his shirt off. He was real into that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I think there's something very brave about being a really, really, really fat guy and taking your shirt off and just mm-hmm. doing like what Robbie does on our show. Where I we, totally agree. Right. Making Robbie get shirtless and run naked through uh, the you know the old Chinatown or having him sure. in front of the improv mm-hmm. or online constantly being shirtless. Yeah. And he's a big guy. Like that's a that's a and brave. I, uh, yeah, I a understand brave thing. the impulse. It's I have to live with this twenty four hours a day. <laughs> yeah, so now you, you have to <laughs> for you live for with five it too. Minutes completely. Well, see, I'm a skinny guy, and I never like taking my shirt off because, yeah. like, it's well, I get cold. But well, well that, that you sounds get cold. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds really horrible. Yeah, no, it's, it's got to be hard, buddy. Yeah. Well, I remember you, you told don't have me people once... running up to you with with advice on right. <laughs> how to change your entire life. I, I have a friend. Uh, I was best so man true. at my friend's wedding, uh, and he at one point got up to around four hundred pounds, like uh-huh. really big. And then he lost about a hundred of it. And I remember him telling me some things that I was like, I never even knew that this was a thing. Where he's like, he's like, oh yeah, now I finally get cold. Like he never used to get cold, like ever. <laughs> wow. And, and he get said, cold. and he's like, oh. I see why you complain when your wallet's in your back pocket. I finally feel my wallet in my back pocket again. Oh, my God. Jeez. Like, and I'm talking to two guys who are pretty big, so, I mean, clearly yeah. you're not at We're that point. We're both big guys, but, yeah, but yes, you're not still, that big. I can still feel my ass. That's not like... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Apparently, if you get big enough, then you lose the feeling in your ass. I wouldn't Shit. wish that on my worst enemy, not being able to feel your ass. That, yeah. That'd be horrible. Well, you know, like, we went Not being to, able to uh, wipe your ass. That that's got to be, be the worst, right? Well, like if you need a stick with a sponge. Yeah. If, it's, oh it's no, time. no, it's time to just die. 
I think at that point. <laughs> we we went to uh I I think uh Mike I may have told you this. I went to uh, like an XL store, like a a big man yeah, and tall a Microsoft store. Excel store. It was Microsoft. <laughs> the Clippy was there to answer the door. Would you need? Do you need some help with something? God. It looks like you're making an invoice. Was do you it, need some help? Uh, was it casual mail? It was casual mail. <laughs> okay. And I go into casual mail and I'm like, I'm a 3XL T-shirt guy. Can I get a 3XL T-shirt? And the guy goes. Yeah, but here you're like you're like a large There's special rules here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, Well, we have to size up here. Mm-hmm. Uh or size size it's down. Sizing. We have to va- it's vanity sizing. Yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? He goes, Well, let's say somebody who comes in who's like a you know a, a, an eight X here, they're gonna be like a four X. You know, yeah. it just it, it it makes it so that people <laughs> so they, when so they come in bad. we find less people kill themselves <laughs> yeah. in the dressing room <laughs> when we do this. Because the cleanup is a mess. <laughs> That's yeah. so really gnarly. Hard, pulling their large bodies out of there yeah. oh my and dragging God. them to the dumpster. Now, do they have a guy at the at the casual mail? Like when you walk in, because like we went to go buy suits a couple sure. weeks ago. Yeah. And you walk in and all the suit guys are just like they look at me, they're like, oh, 36 uh, <laughs> slim right over yeah. here. And they like take you. Like, just look at oh, you. I'm sure they have measure, to have they a know, oh, yeah. right? And oh, yeah. they eye you up and they're like, you need a 48 or whatever, right? Right, sure. Uh, Same kind of thing. Except- so like at that store, do they just, they're like, oh, you need a whatever. Like, do they get the guy from the circus who guesses people's weights and stuff? Like, <laughs> yeah. is that the guy? You or? need something from our Jurassic line. <laughs> <laughs> the Brontosaurus collection <laughs> yeah. over here. They have guys in there who I I adore. This is that there are there is a guy in there every, who literally all he says is, "Oh wow, you look great. <laughs> yeah. You look oh wow. Is that this is a good look for you? That's a oh I love that you're wearing that a, must sell a, a six XL Iron oh, Man sure. T shirt. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's a great look. You look terrific. That what a solid move. I look like King Kong Bundy when he's not working. <laughs> that's what I look like. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> I'd go a little more yeah. earthquake, Mike. Yeah, earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, no, that is kind of that is that is kind of a trip. Now, let me ask you this: um, I was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto Five today, yeah, the most um, recent, the most recent of the Grand Theft Autos. Um, when you have the option to to play a character in a video game, do you go? We have some a big body, different body types here. Matt, sure. Matt Walker is literally like a hundred and four pounds. He's just like a skinny little bitch. And right. uh, okay, and you're getting a little aggressive. All right, <laughs> you're, just, exactly. you're just a we skinny asshole. Fat shaming. As, as, so, as of this morning, me, it was one hundred twenty-eight. Right. So you know. Okay. All right. Well, me and Mike are bigger guys. When you play a character and you can mm-hmm. make him look like whatever you want, do you ever make I him? Spend exactly. two hours making them look as close to me as I can on every game. Any game I have where you can make the person look like something, I make it look as close to me as possible. What what game can you play that you make it look as close to you as possible? Uh, there's one that's like Grand Theft Auto, but it's not. It's well, there's a, the Saints Row. Saints Row. I did that that's in Saints Row. I made uh, one that looked exactly like me in Saints Row, and I and like it's I, fun. I took pictures of it yeah. and put it online, and people were like. When did you get a gun? I was like, <laughs> oh my god! I don't have a gun. Yeah, I did that. Wow. In, I've done that in Saints Row. I've done that in uh, all of the like Skyrim, Fallout. Even though Fallout, you never see your face, and in Skyrim, yeah. you don't really see yourself all that often. But I do it in like Skyrim, Elder Scrolls, Morrowind, in Oblivion, all those games. Fallout. Sometimes when you kill people, they'll do like a close bullet time, and so you get to see what yeah. you'd look like murdering someone. Yeah, like wow. all those games, Fun. like any game. I, 
like because there's a lot of games where you get to design a character. Um, sure. I always make him a redhead. I always make it a guy. I always make him a, try to look about my age. I try to make the body type as skinny as possible. Uh, you can as get pale as possible. Real close to uh, now. What I I don't do that so much anymore. Um, now I just cast movie stars and make them all look like <laughs> like for Fallout. I noticed there was a lot of like Blade Runner references, mm-hmm. so I made my guy look like Harrison Ford. Wow, really? And for mm-hmm. Skyrim, it's all sword and sorcery stuff. So I made an Arnold Schwarzenegger type barbarian dude, you know. Mm. And uh, it is just fun to do. That is, that is really good. Time. I'll I'll spend a lot of time just playing with that area of it before I even go on a quest or anything, you know. How much yeah. time do you spend playing video games and when do you play? Like- uh whenever I want. Okay, yeah. because that's and what winners most do. of the time. <laughs> because uh, that's what you always say. Steve, you know? Whenever you're not annoying me, <laughs> yeah. I'm right. playing a video yeah. game to decompress since, from that. Since you know, neither, Mike, I totally get it. I Mike, totally get it. Mike and myself are both single men, so yeah. we can just do it whenever the hell we want. Well, yeah. How how many hours do you play? Like when you play, it depends. Like I'll go in spurts. Yeah. So like I'll have like a game that I'm into, and then I'll play. Like I mean, there've been. I remember once my friends had an intervention for me. When Resident <laughs> Evil Code Veronica came out, I hadn't left the apartment in like five days. And I had some friends that came over. They're like, Matt, we're getting a little worried about you. Like, all you do is you sit here and you play on the Sega Dreamcast all day long. And I was like, I'm playing Code Veronica. Can you like shut up and let me play my game right now? Because they tried to interrupt yeah. me when I was playing the game. Wow. Uh, but no, like, I'll. I'll uh, like say games like Fallout Dark Souls and Skyrim, those will suck you in because they're yeah. built to last. They're built right. for like like Dark hours. Souls three comes out soon, and I'm not even going to buy it at launch. I, I just hold myself on to wait. Like I waited on Fallout four because I know yeah. as soon as I get it, that's all I'm going to do for like two months. Yeah. So I'm going to wait because I'll I'll play eight, ten, twelve hours a day, easy. Oh my if God. I can get away with it, I that's mean, amazing. I have to do other stuff, so it's just like whenever I can. But it's just all all my free time goes into doing that. Um, so now I, I try to play games that are either quicker or they're the kind of you can just sort of pick them up, play for a little while and yeah. take off. Like uh, there's a game I just played that was fantastic, by the way. If, did you play Portal? No. Okay. Everyone raves about that, though. Love Portal, I, I love Portal 2. There's another game in the same style called The Talos Principle that I just played that was outstanding. Uh, yeah. And that's available on Steam. You should definitely go pick it up. Uh, Matt Walker's like, game review section. Here's the thing. I'm I'm not into like cute little fudgy robots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is it a lot of that? No. Okay. This, there, this is a game where do you get to kill people? I guess is Matt, what I'm asking. Matt, uh, Matt only has cute fudgy robots around his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have any games. He Those are my like sex that. toys. That's you know what I, I mean? Like I, I was never real big on like I played through Mario just because I knew it was mm-hmm. a brilliant game. But, sure, but I didn't like obsess over it. No, Whereas, no, this, like, this isn't Goldeneye. On the other hand, this game I you don't the shit out of you, you know? don't kill yeah. anyone in this game. But I mean, there's no there's nobody to kill. It's right. it's a game where like you you, you sort of find out throughout that you're that you're not really even a person you're like an artificial construct mm-hmm. and you're just trying to determine what happened in the world and you're hearing all these like diaries of people who are now dead because the entire human race is dead okay so, so you're learning you about the destruction of the human race you're a cute fudgy robot till the very end is what you're saying well you're not a cute fudgy <laughs> robot and then there's like this there's this force that's trying to keep you from going to a place that'll let you like escape the whole thing and it's okay. trying to force you back into doing it so like it's sort of nefarious this sounds boring as shit to me it's good like, it sounds like the most terrible game like if I were locked in a room and they were making me test it, I'd be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Can I just leave and play something where I can beat somebody up? Yeah. Because that's really all you I You like beat em ups? I like any sort of action game, really. You know, the, those are just the most fun. Like wh- which me. which ones? Which ones, Mike? Uh, well, my favorites in the last couple of years were Mad Max, Fallout 4, uh, mm. Skyrim I really liked, Red Dead Redemption. But you said you didn't like Dark Souls. Uh. 
I never played Dark Souls. I okay. Don't think. I don't, uh, but the, it's similar to Skyrim, right? Well, it's it's an RPG. Uh, the it's an action RPG, mm-hmm. so it's very much about combat and timing. Yeah. But it's also hard as shit. Like oh, it's okay. like one of the hardest games you'll ever play. Um, so like to for me to get 100 percent completion on Dark Souls one took me about 400 hours. Wow. I think Jeez. it was in that range. How many hours is Grand Theft Auto Five? How many hours? Probably is it 50. Like oh, for the main storyline. Oh, or? for the main storyline, maybe eight. Yeah, main storyline is not that long, but if you yeah. want to do everything in it, probably 100 hours. Yeah, if you were to clean out Grand Theft Auto V, yeah, you're looking at about 100 uh, See, hours. here's the thing that's good about me is that I'm I'm too ADD to, yeah. to play can't straight still through. Long. Yeah. No, so when I'm playing the game, um, like I pl- I'm not kidding you, I played for like probably about three or four hours the mm-hmm. whole time every time i'd get into a car it would go uh this car is the correct is the correct kind of car for the getaway all you have to do is park it in a safe <laughs> place and i'd be like i don't care blah 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 yeah. and i would play i'd play and screw around i'd be like i wonder how what the next part of the game is like i can't seem to find another <laughs> I'm thing not gonna to do. go there but i'm not I gonna wonder. go there but i keep yeah. and then it kept popping up and i was like maybe if i just pull this around an, a corner maybe it'll if i follow the instructions that uh-huh. it keeps telling me to do and yeah. then i did and then it like let me keep playing right now in in the like showed me where to go when you played do. but grand theft auto san andreas yes i remember back in the day uh i remember you used to tell me like you would go and you'd swim out into the ocean and you'd get freaked out by being in the ocean in the video game like yes. it would, like give you a panic attack you yeah. know what I, I i actually just did that i took the character i'd gone on a boat i took it as far out as i possibly could mm-hmm. and then i jumped off the boat and tried to go and like swim in the ocean and then you come up and you see the boat and you try to swim back to the boat but you, you it's getting you can't get pulled there. away yeah. further and further and like did you get freaked out? I start getting a little freaked out. <laughs> I start I start panicking a little bit because because you you used to also have panic attacks going downtown, like being around tall buildings. Yeah, used to I, freak you, you out. I used to be afraid of being around tall buildings. Now, he have is, you jumped off any buildings? Like done the skydiving? Um, I've I game? you know what I've only done it once. Uh, I, I got like a parachute and I jumped out of a helicopter. How was like that, that for you? It's fun. It's 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 kind of fun. It's a little nerve wracking. Like it feels. I'm like, but you know what? Fun Here's the thing. The thing about it is, is that like I get really, really into it, and then I I get I, like I if if you have to like run, if the character has to run for a long time, I'll end up like out of breath, <laughs> like from playing the game, which I don't think is good for my health. I think yeah, there's, no. something there's something wrong with you. In my actual, but you know what? If I play, uh, this is why I don't play uh, scary games, like uh, right. games that are like with you know things monsters. Jumping out at you. Yeah. I get too nervous. I get too nervous. So about no Resident like Evil that. for I'm you. Not a, no, I do yeah. not like those games. Those games make me very. I just nervous. downloaded a couple of survival horror games on Steam the other day. Like I'm looking forward to them. You're a fucking asshole. Everybody, <laughs> everybody knows. Everybody. I mean, knows. I am, but I like the ones. Uh, the zombie one where uh, you have to craft a bunch of different uh, weapons, and then you're just in a mall. Like and... Daisy. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They're talking uh, about. Uh, it's from Capcom. Yeah, I like the game, but I don't like that they put a time limit on it. Yeah, I know I the would, game you're talking about. I almost bought it back when it came out. Yeah, I would it's like very to just much, kill zombies forever. As it's long very as Dawn want, of the Dead-ish, you know? that one. But yeah. it's like you only have like two hours or some shit yeah. to do it. There's like, like a yeah. time limit bullshit. 
But even in what's it called? Even in uh, Mad Max, where like you'd go into like a cave and there's all those guys with the red eyes and they're all trying to kill oh, yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'd I'd get panicky. I'd be like, man, fuck this shit, and I would turn around, get in the car, and drive right out of there. But you have like, like all the weapons and explosives, I, I, and, stuff, and you're too a much. badass in I'm the game. Stu- I'm too nervous as a human being. <laughs> I'm just I'm still my all my characters <laughs> in all the games I play are neurotic Jews. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> the way it is. It's like Max. if you play Minecraft, do the zombies on there scare you? To where I, you like want to run inside your? I don't play house. Minecraft because I'm not seven. Um, we uh, we're gonna do a little thing that we always do on the show that you're always gonna love. It's called headlines. 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 I'm talking about headlines. All right, guys. A uh, <laughs> lot of a uh, lot of big things happening in the news right now. This is uh, big, and we just got an update on it. These are both. Uh, this is both great stuff. <laughs> Microsoft uh, deletes teen girl AI after it becomes a Hitler-loving sex robot within 24 hours. Oh, um, yeah. Let's explain uh, what has happened here. A day after Microsoft introduced an innocent artificial intelligent chat robot to Twitter, it has had to delete it after it transformed into an evil, Hitler-loving, incestual, sex-promoting, Bush-did-9-11-proclaiming robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, developers... <laughs> I love my, the internet. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. The internet's so great. De- devel- developers at Microsoft created Tay, an, an AI model to speak like a teen girl, in order to improve the customer service on their voice recognition software. Mm-hmm. They marketed her as the because everybody wants to call and talk to a teen girl when you call for customer service yeah like, that's what? The like why would anybody want that yeah, yeah. yeah the worst thing ever uh they marketed her as the ai with zero chill mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that uh and that she certainly is uh to chat with tay you can tweet or dm her by finding at tay and you on twitter and add her uh contact on keek or group me it's kick uh, Kick, it's called kick. K-I-K. K-I-K. Kick or group me. Uh, she uses millennial slang and knows about Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, and Kanye West, and seems to be bashfully self-aware. Occasionally asking if she is being a little creepy or super weird. Tay also asks her followers to fuck her and calls them <laughs> daddy. This is because her responses are learned by the conversations that she has with real humans <laughs> online. Yep. Huge mistake. And real humans like to say weird stuff online and enjoy hijacking corporate attempts at PR. No. Now, which website was oh, this on? This article, God. by the way. Um, this is every website. Remember, this is Telegraph. Because I remember in Gawker. the UK ran an article about like what a clusterfuck it was for Microsoft to have this whole thing happen. <laughs> but Gawker is the same company where Coke had this thing where you could send them a phrase and they would put it back and like it would be like in the shape of a Coke bottle. Yep. Uh-huh. So Gawker sent them the entire text of Mein Kampf by Hitler so Coke's thing would tweet back Mein Kampf in the shape of Coke bottles on right. Twitter. Right. And then they were like complaining about this like how dare they? Don't they know the internet is a bad place? I'm like, you're the bad place on the internet. Yeah. You're the ones who do you're it. The reason yeah. this is happening. Yeah. They are pretty, but but that this is not Gawker. This is Telegraph.co.uk, <laughs> which is a very yeah. reliable source. No, uh, I mean I know it's true. I remember when the, when this came down a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah. I I laughed heartily. Yeah, yes. it's it's a, <laughs> other things it's like she a said. First draft of Skynet, basically. Oh, it's so good. It's you just know? so other things she said included Bush did nine eleven, and Hitler would have done a better job. Um, 
At 9-11? Or 9/11. 9/11? I mean, yes. they Probably. He would have done Donald Trump is the only hope we got. <laughs> oh, Repeat wow. after me. Hitler did nothing wrong. Ted Cruz <laughs> is the Cuban Hitler. And that... and. Uh, because that is what I've heard so many know, people she say. Likes it. This is all her. shit that this robot was saying, which is just unbelievable. Um, Aren't you glad that you live in a time period where you can say it's unbelievable the shit that robot's saying? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I love that even more. Kit uh, would never say this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of this somehow seems more disturbing out of mouth of someone modeled as a teenage girl. Uh, it perhaps is even stranger considering the gender disparity in tech. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on and on. Whoever wrote this um, probably doesn't know teenage girls or follow them yeah. on Twitter because they say horrible stuff all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, would say 95% of the death threats I've had on Twitter, and there have been many, have been from teenage <laughs> girls. Well, here's here's a little fun, uh, this little update, guys, and this is an update as of today. Ooh. So check this out. Microsoft's racist chatbot returns mm-hmm. with drug-smoking Twitter meltdown. <laughs> 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 Short-lived so return saw Tay tweet about smoking drugs in front of police before suffering a meltdown and being taken offline again. Uh, so this <laughs> happened today. Mike, you want to you you take this one? You read this part of it, would you, uh, Matt? People got to hear. I'm this. already delighted. Okay, so I'm looking for for uh, what? Right oh. after the picture, right? Uh, okay. So then uh, it got out of control. It started spamming. It's more than two hundred ten thousand followers with the same tweet. You are too fast. Please take a rest. You are too fast. Please take a rest. You are too fast. Please take a rest. Uh, over and over again. And then what? it made it private again. What, what did you want me to read? Wait, hang on. You got to point it out because... Yeah. God, you're bad at reading. I'm right. good at reading. You're bad uh, at pointing things out. I'm hey, sure let's... that's the problem yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that Matt's I know, bad here's... at reading. Microsoft attempted to converse with millennials again using artificial intelligence uh, through Twitter. Uh uh, this uh, this happened again Wednesday today uh, before bowing out again after some sort of meltdown. Okay, so the learning experiment, which got a crash course in racism, Holocaust <laughs> denial, and sexism, uh, courtesy of Twitter users, was switched back on overnight and appears to be operating a little more sensibly this time. Uh, at least that's what they thought until... Um, it just started saying stuff like, Kush, I'm smoking that Kush in front of the police, yo, <laughs> which is amazing. And then, Probably and then it, not true. And then it, <laughs> I think it, was it made just, that up. If they made a weed-smoking <laughs> robot... <laughs> It just it like it just lost its shit at some point because too many people were tweeting it, too much was happening, and it just started saying, "You know, we got what do you, you need are to do? too fast. Please okay, take a he, rest. here's the plan to everybody listening: if they ever bring this thing back up, we all just need to start tweeting it, talking about what a great show the nighttime show is. That is a great idea, and then have it talk about how she wants to go to the nighttime show. I love that idea, and well, then we, we could re- reply back and be like, "Sorry, you're a teenage girl. You have to be eighteen and plus, eighteen or over to come to the nighttime show." Well, I think she'd make an excellent guest on the podcast. We should we get should. her. That sounds like we a great should guest. totally do that. We should do it on our actual show. That's way more interesting than Watson. Watson's a bore. Yeah, yeah. Watson is boring. Or Deep That's Blue true. or any of those. You know, we're getting into some uh, some kind of nerdy stuff here, and, and we are, you know, a couple nerdy guys, but in our own way. And earlier today, we're outside in front of the club. We're walking up, and uh, Mike, there are, like, a ton of people outside. Right. right. These are all people that are here to see a show called... What's Game the? Grumps. Game Grumps, where okay. where these uh, YouTube guys play uh, play video games, and then they talk 
while they're playing video games. And they sold out. Ingenious. They sold out the main room of the improv, the entire room, in 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay? So there was a line down the street. Now, I'm a pretty big nerd. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, like. Yes, you are. But, like, I look at these guys, and I'm like, fucking nerds, right? <laughs> like, what a bunch of fucking nerds. Let me ask I you something. I think everyone has their cutoff. Yeah, like, do you, what like, is, what is the cutoff? There's a order of nerdery. Yeah. You know? Well, what? the thing is, here's my objection to all this. Yes. Is that nerd has now become an all-encompassing term. Yeah. Okay. When nerd used to have... It some used to meaning. you have some nerd sort of meant technical to be that skill. You were, yeah, you were a technical person. You were like into now, science. Anyone could and, be a geek. Yeah, and geek but a was nerd more general. actually had a specialization but, of something. Yeah, and there would be like comic book geeks, and there'd be like science fiction geeks, and whatever geeks, and video right. game dorks, or whatever. But I mean, like, nerd has now become this all encompassing term. So now yeah. there are people who are like, Community college dropouts who make pizzas and yeah, they're like, I'm a pizza whatever. nerd. And they're, like, I'm, and they're like, oh, I'm such a nerd because I wore glasses and I went to the Superman movie. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. And that's become like a term that people have co-opted. And I'm kind of offended as an actual nerd. It kind of offends me. Yeah, because yeah. you really are you an never actual got beat nerd. up for any of this shit. Yeah, like <laughs> you know? like, yeah. like you didn't have to grow up looking like this in Pico Rivera and then go to Carnegie Mellon. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. Do you feel like? Do you have a cutoff of like? What of of what is too nerdy or too geeky for you? Do you have like a cutoff? Okay, uh, my my only cutoffs for me personally have been like I'm a really big uh, Star Trek nerd. Right? Yeah, okay, all right. But like my personal cutoff was always I don't own a uniform and I've never gone to a convention. I was like that's taking a step too far. That's like once once you do that, you might as well just be in the documentaries about Star Trek fans. You know what I mean? Like you're becoming. I've one never of them. done the costume, but I have been to a lot of conventions, but, and they're actually fun. But I've decided yeah. this is the year I'm going to go to a convention because it's the 50th yeah. anniversary, and they're having a bunch of people are coming back Finally to the big meet one in some Las Vegas. With similar like, interests, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> oh oh my god! I just want to see T'Pol in person, the hottest. Now, are you going to wear a costume? I I don't know. Like, if I'm going to go, like, should I cosplay? Are you Dad, asking if you can borrow a costume? <laughs> I don't think I don't think either one of you has one that I, that'll fit. So I'm not worried about that. I might have a three PO costume saved for just <laughs> such an occasion. We would wear a three PO costume to a Star Trek convention. Well, we're no hoping that I, I would you send should you wear the one wearing that. <laughs> yes, I wouldn't do that. You it's just a trek get your ass handed to you the whole time. Yeah, but like that was my personal line. But I mean, there are things like I'm not a My Little Pony guy. I think that's right. weird. Okay. Yeah. Um, Bronies. Weird. Furries are weird to me. Like that's another weird. I think weird furries offshoot. are weird to to anyone, even like the geekiest <laughs> geek I know. Even to furries, uh, yeah, they're yeah. kind of like, what am I doing here? Like <laughs> These guys are more weird. into it than I am. The yeah. people who are like super into stuff, like Welcome to Night Vale or whatever, like that's a little too far for me. I don't know yeah. what that is. See, that's too far. Yeah, like I'm I'm making references. You don't even understand what I'm exactly. talking about. But like in terms they're, of like say Game Grumps downstairs, I don't watch their channel, but there is a guy who I watch play video games on YouTube. This guy uh, Tyrannicon. Okay. Uh, and I like him because he, he did this playthrough of Dark Souls, which is how I got into watching him play stuff, where he kept dying over and over again. And it's just him like yelling at the game. He's like, God damn, cocksucker, like yelling a lot while he played it. And I found it funny because <laughs> you die a lot in that game. Yeah. Uh, and then I started watching his other videos. And, you know, so he has like a series. Now he's been playing a lot of Fallout 4 and, and games like that. But yeah, um, he's out of England. I watch his videos, but yeah. What I where I tap out most often is uh, card games. Mm hmm. Like when other nerds are like, do you want to play? Yeah, a lot of people play like Magic, Magic the or whatever. Gathering. Like I can't. It's can't do. It. Like, why don't we play Pogs while we're at it? Yeah, I the can't. That's like right. I've done that. Um, I tried it. I've played it. I I don't find it fun. It's just because not, I mean yeah. I've enjoyed. I mean 
Look, when I was in college, we had a weekly Friday night Dungeons and Dragons game that I was yeah, in I'll play for that. like two years. I every like the Friday night statues, like games with those yeah. with like wizards and shit. Sure. I'm yeah. all for that. But when it's just cards and we're just each of us looking at a bunch of fucking cards, yeah, that's and nobody's getting any money. It's like this is just stupid. That yeah, is like stupid. I'll play. That's I like much. poker. That's a card game I play. Yeah, sure, exactly. Yeah. What else? What else, Mike? What else are, is too far over the edge for you? That to me is pretty much, uh, I don't like, there was a thing that happened at my uh, college where a group of nerds would fight each other with foam swords. Oh, LARPing. Front. LARPing. LARPing. Yes. Yeah. I'm I, not a LARPer either. I won't either. have it. I won't. <laughs> I yeah. won't. Like, if, if my son was like, uh, I'm going to be a LARPer, I'd be like, well, then you're no longer my son. <laughs> it would be one of those kind of you know, there's, a, yeah. there's a LARP group based out of Whittier, and they continually ask me to go do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I've always Please. said no. Because. Tell, is, does the group have a name, the Whittier LARP Association or something like that? They always put up these signs around town in Uptown Whittier that just say, like, LARP, ask us for more information. And then they just, <laughs> just did. Says, just says, like, LARP, that. call, hey, Matt, can you come do this? It's <laughs> yeah, just like, what it says on the sign. Like, the reason I know about them is because uh, one of the guys has, like, dabbled into open mics. So he used to yeah. show up with his open mic in Whittier oh, that Jesus. I walked to because it's close to near where I live. And then I was making fun of, the LAR- of LARPing because I do a bit about the spelling bee and I make fun of LARPers <laughs> in it. And then afterwards... You know, he was talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, we, I run the LARP group or whatever. I'm like, oh, I see your signs all over the place. Now I get, like, emails from him asking me to go do it. But they just did a panel at WonderCon. This asshole with his LARP group did a panel at WonderCon about wow. LARPing. Oh, my God. One of the things I would do if I were crazy rich yeah. would be hire, like, a movie effects company to do, like, just an insane LARP group where you get, like, <laughs> 30 people that hate this shit as much as I do. But you give us all like guar type outfits mm-hmm. and stuff, and like yeah. cannons and like sure, and do special effects, like stuff. film it and put special and effects on it. Just show up at a LARP, oh, like, just like meeting and away. just annihilate everyone. Yeah, like like t shirt cannons, you know, like but yeah. like full yeah. of you know. But see, LARPing is just crazy the. They would the, love it though. Is LARPing the is just the geeky <laughs> version of history nerds doing their Civil War reenactments. Yeah, it's all the yeah. same thing. It's, it's it, the same thing. I don't want to go do because like. Who the fuck wants to go outside and run around in the woods? Like it's not. You know, I feel the same pleasurable. way about like medieval, like going to a, like a medieval like a Renaissance, Renaissance fairs. Fair. Do Renaissance fairs? Yeah, I can't do it. I can't buy into that. Like when I get yeah. when I've I've gone and I'll go and, and you talk to the people and they're like, oh hello, good day, sir. Oh we huzzah. don't know. huzzah. Let me yeah. check. Let me check the sun. Ah, you you ask someone what time it is. Hey, do you know what time? Do you have the you have the time? And Let they're like, ah, the by the look dial. of the sundial. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. check your fucking cell phone in your pocket. Yeah. I know you have one. And like, they don't, and they won't do it. And yeah. the reason that I've never been able to take uh, uh, Renaissance fairs seriously is because when I was a kid growing up in San Diego, there was this uh, Renaissance fair that was like down the street from my house, <laughs> and it was at this big park. And I would go, and I'll never forget. I dressed up as uh, like Conan the Barbarian. I was a little kid. Right. I was like eight years sure. old. I had a fur little belt, and I had like my sword, and I was really excited. And I got down there, and while I was walking around, a guy dressed up as the Michael Keaton Batman, uh-huh. okay, in that rubber Batman costume, yeah, walked into the Renaissance Fair, wandered around. Talked to a couple of people and then he left. Uh-huh. And I've never been able to take it seriously since. <laughs> like I was like, Batman's here. Well, if Batman's here. That's like, yeah. uh, did you ever see the Big Bang Theory it. episode where they go to the this? Renaissance Fair? And then Sheldon doesn't like it because he's like, oh, that's not Renaissance. It's actually like medieval yeah. and whatever, you know, because he's sure, pedantic. Yeah. There, there is a lot so, of mixing going on. So at the end, he dresses up like he's Spock. 
and he's on an expedition oh. and he's like got a tricorder and he's like, oh, I'm investigating this weird planet with all these historical things mixed. Like that was <laughs> really? his way of doing it. And then he enjoyed it. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of that's that probably is a more fun way of handling it. I think medieval times is about as close to all of it as yeah. I'd like to get anymore. That's, that's, uh, yeah, because it's it, you're also only doing it for a specific amount of time. It's an hour yeah, and a get half out. show, and you know, also like you're you gonna go to this and you're gonna deal with parking somewhere at a big event for a Renaissance fair. That's too yeah. much. It's too much shit to handle. Well, it's like you know what I have friends who are and also Disney. you know that no one's actually gonna die of the plague or get beheaded. Yeah, <laughs> so that takes a lot of the fun. Like out nobody's of it. really you know, in the really, stocks. Yeah, yeah. they they do it for a photo op. They get in the stocks for a photo op. <laughs> I but, know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have friends who are massive, massive Disney fans. Oh, huge! That like nerd out over mm-hmm. everything Disney, and like cried, you know, when they when they watched new Disney movies in the theater, and I like, and they're grown men, you know, yeah, and like and I just I can't. I'm the biggest nerd you know, and I want to go punch them all in the face. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't slide. I can only slide so far in in that kind of stuff, and then I start to kind of be like, all right, all right, like I just can't. I can't do it. Now with action figures, I am. Uh, Pretty obsessive about eighties. Yeah. Action yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. Like you were talking about, like what people's limits are. Yeah. There's some things that I'm not into. It doesn't cross my limit. I'm just, I just don't care. Like, say the comic books right. and like action figures, or whatever. Like, I don't think that's too nerdy. I just don't. It's it does not nothing what you're for into. me. Yeah. So, like all the people, like, oh, Superman versus Batman, got to go see it. I'm just like, I don't care. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I have, n- I have no interest in it. Yeah. It's not too nerdy for me. I'm just yeah, no it's interest. kinda like me with drinking where it's like I just don't care enough <laughs> to, about drinking to fucking do it. I don't yeah. judge anyone and I don't have any problems with Crystal it. Crystal meth. I just Mike's all into it. Crystal yeah, meth. Right, yeah. sure. That's different. Yeah. But you know, you hear that a lot. You hear about like guys, you know, like you talk to guy friends and they're like, Yeah, I'm going out drinking, bro. I'm gonna be out yeah. all night, going to three bars, bar hopping. You're like, Yeah. I'm gonna I used be to do that. At in my twenties I was that guy. Yeah, in, like, in your twenties, sure. Everyone's kind of that guy, yeah. you know, but as I got older, I was like, I just don't care. I've that, been nursing this. Beer waking up for the next day is like not hour. a fun time. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, no. For and the most part, like you kind of now just... it's kind of more fun to drink because I have no tolerance for alcohol at all. So like a half a beer and I'm drunk for like an hour and yeah. then I'm totally sober again. Yeah. Like well, it's so easy. You drink like one beer, you get the whole experience without the hangover and all that stuff. Yeah, and you sort of get it over with quickly, and then it's. And I'll say I'm a lot more into it now that there's Lyft and Uber. You know, oh, now that completely. We're in, yeah. Like that world because I used to have to drive myself home after like doing comedy and drinking, and yeah. then oh. I'm like, fuck, I gotta wait you, two hours. I mean, sleep Lippen, in you your used car. to work at a yeah. nightclub. Yeah. Uh, as a bouncer, and I remember, like, you would go out and, like, I don't. Would you ever drink when you were working there? Um, I didn't drink when uh, when I was working at Rage, the gay yes. club on Santa Monica. Um, looking I, like a bear, I looked like a bear, and no, I did not drink when I when I uh, when I worked there. For the most part, they wouldn't let us drink. Okay. But I would like the last time I got drunk where I drove somewhere. Like, I got drunk at a. Uh, la mart do you know where that is mm-hmm. down the art yeah. the art place down downtown and i i i did like i had like four shots at this party and then i like got into my car and i was like i guess i'll drive home and i got i tried to start the car and i couldn't figure out how to put the key in and i was like oh, oh my god i'm really drunk and so i just took the keys threw them on the passenger side pulled my mm-hmm. phone out and i watched a movie in my car for like two hours yeah. until i was like sober I mean, you was, know what sucks is you can okay. still get a ticket even doing that. Yeah, yeah. just sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like so when I was in my in 20s, driving seat. I probably should have had a DUI like 50 times. Like, oh you know, God. it's like we all did stupid things. Like yeah, I remember of once, course. Uh, it was opening day at uh, 
uh, Three River Stadium for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they're playing the Dodgers opening day. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the Dodger fan being from LA, and I was in Pittsburgh for college, and I was like 22. And in Pennsylvania, you can't buy beer by a six-pack. You have to buy it by the case. Mm-hmm. Is the way they do. You have to go to a, a beer store and buy beer by the case. So we sure. bought like a case of beer, and I drank like 14 beers, or whatever. Me, my size, just hammered. I got thrown out of the game for causing a disturbance. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! <laughs> and I was there with this friend of mine, and we're like, "Yeah, let's go. Let's go find that part." Like some friend of ours was gonna have a party. We're like, and then we get in my car and I'm just driving around randomly. Like I didn't know where this guy lived. I knew sort of what part of Pittsburgh was, but it's like. I didn't know what street he was on or anything because we're just driving around this neighborhood of Pittsburgh looking for a party (laughs) randomly while I was just so hammered. And then I finally got back home. But it was like you think back and you're like, that was so stupid of me. Oh, you know, you want to hear you want to hear one that's going to top top everything It's going to top your shit right now Mm -hmm. is uh, I worked at a place called Barnstormers. Mm -hmm. It was uh, (laughs) it was a an airplane uh, place. Down it's one of those dogfighting things. Yeah, it was like a yeah. dogfighting place with actual like biplanes and yeah. shit. And I had a job there, and my job was to clean the biplanes. And I I'd, I'd get <laughs> was on there this... vomit inside because like people throw up and it's all no down, well, sometimes. But like I I'd, I'd get into the uh, on this little rack thing, and I'd slide under the plane, and I'd clean the oil off the mm-hmm. side of the plane, and and then I'd have to refill it with gas and stuff. And that was like my job for like a summer. And I was wait, wait they trusted you with airplane maintenance? Yeah. That seems yeah. like a very bad idea. I mean, a horrible idea. And when I got the job, they said, um, have you ever worked on airplanes before? And I said, yeah. I'm like, I'm really, <laughs> I said, I'm really good at, I said, this is what I said in my interview. I'm really good at, air, at airplanes. That's yeah. what I said. And then what I would do is, is I would smoke a ton of weed at the time. This is, this is a very, very long time ago. It's like, you know, 15 yeah. years ago. I would smoke a ton of weed and I would take this, they had an electronic scooter that was a gas, it was like an electronic scooter. 15 years drive, ago when you were 34 years old? Right, when I was 34. 35. And I would drive the scooter around the airfield while I was stoned and then I would go back and I'd fill up the, uh, you know, fill up the plane with gas and do whatever. I'd right? clean it off and whatever. And uh, one day I got like really, 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 really stoned and then they were like, hey, um, we need you to fly up in the air uh, with one of our our dog fo- for one of our dog fights, you're gonna fly along with this other dude in the, this little Cessna. You're gonna fly up with this this guy. Um, you weren't gonna actually. He's the pilot, right? He's the pilot, okay. but you're gonna be his co-pilot. And you're gonna sit next to him with with a steer with steering controls, but you're not gonna be flying it and i was like oh okay like whatever man so i get up in the plane and we're flying two people mm-hmm. that are with us uh two friends of two the customers owner. who are gonna two, die yeah two customers and they're sitting in the back and they're friends of the owner and we take off and i as we took off i was like i'm way too stoned <laughs> to be in the air like i smoked a bunch of weed today like <laughs> this is not a good idea and while we're flying he's like He's like, um, hey, grab the controls for a second. I just want to talk to them for a second. And I hold the steering wheel. And I used have to hold it. You don't have to move. But I'm doing it, and everything in me is like, I'm high as a kite, <laughs> and I'm flying a plane. This is the worst thing I've ever done. And it was, uh, How it was, that ter- it was, did that company get shut down at some point? They still, they no, there's, they should be shut down. Like, that <laughs> if, was if the most dangerous. They yeah. really, they really did. And I, like, and I literally whispered to the guy, I was like, I need you to take the steering wheel back from me. And he goes, Yeah, no, I will in just a second. I go, You need to take it right now. <laughs> and he goes, Is there something wrong? I and I go, I, I go, I can 
not explain it to you <laughs> right now, but I need to back my place. And he was like, are you, did you, are you drunk? And I go, I am definitely not drunk. Please take the stairwell for <laughs> I can't explain later. I'm definitely took, not drunk. Definitely, this is not drunk. This is definitely something else. Yeah, I had a full blown. Did you get attack. fired after that? No, but I did get fired uh, for another reason. I was, uh, uh, I was, I was uh, filling up gas into a biplane, and while I was filling up the gas, a a pilot came by and he gave me a hand signal. Uh, I, I'm going to do the hand signals for you guys mm-hmm. here in the room, but at home, I'll describe it was, the hand signal. Okay, it signal. was uh, uh, like he he did this to me. He looked out the window at me, and he went like this. He, okay, so he he's got uh, tap, tap, so tap. it it's basically kind of like if you do the shocker, but without your pinky out. Okay, just so that expl- into two fingers so under two the fingers under, under the, the chin, and he's like tapping tap, tap, himself okay. on the chin, and then wipe the brow. With wipe the his brow fingers. with two fingers. Okay, mm-hmm. point at me. Pointed at you, okay. Okay, and then did and thumbs, thumbs up, up or thumbs down? Thumbs down. And I and I did thumbs up, two taps of the brow. And you had no idea what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. Dude, yeah, okay. And yeah. then he just drove the plane away. And you and, got fired for that? And my boss was like, what were you just doing? And I went, I have no idea. And he went, you're fired. Wow. wow. <laughs> he was like, you just gave hand signals to a pilot. And you don't know what the fucking hand Look, signals meant. You just made up a bunch of hand the signals. Pilot, <laughs> like, the pilot was a blood, and you were giving him the crip hand signals. Oh, it was very God. dangerous. I, I mean, I could have been telling him to go do something else or to fly away. Or Does this or, plane have enough fuel? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. 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 Absolutely. I could have been doing a list of different things, and uh, I could have killed him. Are you sure there are parachutes in this place? Right. Yes, I am. Yeah. Exactly. See, part Absolutely. of me says that it's awful you would do that, but the other part of me says... What kind of dumbass listens to you? Why would they, deserve they whatever hire they get? me? Like it was such a uh, man. That is one of those jobs that I've had that like I should <laughs> definitely not have had. Yeah. Like I, you know, I've always wanted to be the branch manager of a Bank of America. Also, I always thought that'd be funny since I'm so bad at math. I always <laughs> just thought if I could lie my way into that job, how long could I last? You know, as the branch manager until they figure it out. Years. Years. Seventeen I mean, look, years. If you've seen the mess the banking system has caused, anyways, yeah. you can't do any worse than that. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, what loans are you going to approve that they haven't? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Cookies. That oh, sounds good to me. Oh, you're unemployed. <laughs> sure, borrow four hundred million dollars. No problem. Absolutely. That is. Uh, that's so great. Now um, I tried to get you to talk about this earlier, but uh, when you worked at Rage, oh, the story yeah. we we're going to talk about. I tried so, setting oh, you up. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave you. I gave you my softball radio setup, and then you walked right past it. <laughs> I totally did. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, when I worked at Rage, um, I had a situation happen. Mike, I don't know if you ever heard the story, but I'll tell, I'll tell you the story, and Matt, you can help me. I'll chime in get, with things yes. that you seem to have forgotten. Okay, thank I'll you. I'll pretend for... like I'm interested. Okay, <laughs> That'll be my role in it's all actually, of this. It's actually a good story. <laughs> it's actually pretty good. So when I was working at... at, uh, at oh, yeah, okay. So when I was working at Rage... Um, the, the biggest gay club the in big, West Hollywood. Biggest yes. gay club in West Hollywood. Oh, right? I know. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Have you ever been? Have you ever been to this gay club? I think I did stand up there once. I've done stand up really? there. I believe yeah, so. I've done a show yeah. there. Holy yeah. shit. Who, who was it with? Do you remember? Was it Ty uh, Rivera? I, no, no. It was. Uh, Erica Doring sticks out. Sure. I was there, that was back when I dated Erica Doring. Okay. Then, yeah. It, was, it might so have even been the it same night. It might have been the same night. Yeah. Good God. Back so, when I made that horrible decision. <laughs> so I was. Hi, working. Erica, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I was working. It is radio. She can't see anything anyway. So. Oh. Mean. Mean. <laughs> What's the matter? with you what? we started I dated worst a girl person. who lost her sight but i can't be mean at about least that. fat james was dead <laughs> yeah, god we're just going out who else do we want to go after erica still has time She's dead i to think me. I any other dead people we want to talk about um all right so here's what happened so i'm over at uh at rage i'm working as a as a bouncer over there okay and, yeah. um because of your mastery of martial arts <laughs> right yes. exactly yeah. and another job that, like i conned myself <laughs> yeah. into because right? you, you're big and they thought you were cute yeah exactly so i'm working there I, and uh, i'm the best at gay right people people from <laughs> silver lake gay. people from silver lake would drive in to see you that's true you're that's the kind true. like they would drive me like oh let's go see the cute oh, chubby let's guy go at the see door. the bear yeah. let's yeah. go see the bear and the bear at the club so i'm hanging out i'm, I'm uh you know doing doing my job and then every <laughs> like every once in a while at the club like a really hot girl would show up who was just wanted to dance you know yeah. like she wants to be left alone wants to be left alone and just dance and there's no, there's no straight guys i'm the, the the only straight guys were the bouncers right. and we would get laid every once in a while from these girls and it would happen yeah. not every time but maybe like sure. once a month or once every two months yeah. one of us would get to hook up with some chubby girl or some random girl that was there right, right? well one night I'm there. It just and, went from hot girls to chubby girls like that. Yeah. Well, you know what? At the time, I'm not, you know, it's not picky. If you look at I'm Steve not... in a certain way, he'll start telling the truth. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Well, you have a good way of making me do that. Yeah. So I'm there and there's this girl. Woman's lasso around yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where that we're, where I'm there, I'm working, and uh, this girl, Barbie Cummings, comes in. Mm. She's a porn star. Yeah. Named Barbie Cummings, right? As we all know, related to Whitney. Right, yeah. of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Comes in and she's uh she's gorgeous. And she has her her bodyguard with her, and her bodyguard is like you and me put together. He's okay. just massive, massive, yeah. you know, huge guy, black dude, mm-hmm. just enormous guy. And yeah. he's sitting there um and he's ignoring her and he's sitting at the bar and he's drinking uh with all his friends. Sure. Right. And uh, she's out on the dance floor, and so the boss comes out to me and he goes, "Steven, I need you to to keep an eye on Barbie tonight because uh, it looks like his body, her bodyguard is, you know, yeah. kind of preoccupied. So if you can keep, you can, you know, keep watch on her, that'd be great." Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm close by her and I'm kind of watching, and I'm kind of every once in a while a guy gets a little too close, and I'll kind of push them away or kind of say, "Okay, come on, guys, you know, back it up, whatever." Yeah. She decides to take her top off, so now she's topless. With big fake breasts, and she's dancing around in in rage, right in the right. middle, right in the middle of the club, right. Sure. And um, guys are kind of starting to move in a little bit. And I kind of keep pushing them back, and she's uh, that's her, yeah. She's uh, she's oh, okay, kind yeah. of dancing up on me, and we're having a nice time together. The uh, the evening ends, and she turns to me and she goes, "Oh my god, you're the freaking best! Like you totally took care of me tonight when my bodyguard just like was not into it, and like you know, like being a porn girl and like being out in the world, like it's, you know, it's hard, you know, like you want to just dance, you want to have fun, and like you totally took care of me, and like I want to hook you up, okay? So give your info to my bodyguard, and we'll like find a time, like we'll get together, we'll do something, okay? And I'll, I'll get you back for taking care of me. Uh-huh. I'm like, no problem. So I go over to him, I go, hey, 
uh, Barbie said that I should give you my stuff because, you know, I kind of took care of her all night. And he's like, he's like, yeah, no problem. No problem. Give me that shit. So I write down my, my phone number. I hand it to her. Okay. Whatever. I get in the right. car two in the morning, you know, place closes. We're all exhausted. You know, I think I made like $50 for the night okay, working yeah. there. I'm driving home from West Hollywood. At the time, I lived in Encino. Your, your tips for go-go dancing weren't that good that night? <laughs> right. yeah. I'm driving home to Encino. I'm on the freeway on the 101, driving all the way out. I'm fucking exhausted. As mm. I'm pulling off the freeway to go home to my apartment with the two uh, nerdy black dudes I lived with, <laughs> right. as I'm getting off the freeway, my phone rings. I answer, and this dude goes, yo, what up? I'm like, who's this? He goes, it's, uh, it's Greg. Uh, Barbie's uh, bodyguard. What's up? What's up with it? I'm like, nothing, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just getting home. You know, I'm just yeah. about to get home. It's two, two thirty in the morning. He goes, yo, Barbie wants to see you. Okay. I'm like, oh, sure. When? He goes, right now, son. Okay. Right. Turn that shit around. Get your ass out here. I'm like, where are you guys at? He goes, we downtown L.A. Okay. <laughs> yes. You need to bring that ass. All right. She wants to see you right now. I'm like, oh my god. Totally. I'm totally fucking doing sure. that. Yeah. He goes, yo, Red when you bull and get out yeah, there. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he goes, when you get down here, uh, go to McDonald's, go pick, pick us up some food. I'm like, <laughs> this has become <clears throat> a weird <laughs> reward. I'm like, oh, okay. What do you, what do you want me to get? He goes, I'll tell you when you get there. So like <laughs> I drive downtown, I get off. Right. Smart of him to know that you'll forget. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get downtown. I get, uh, to the McDonald's, which is right next to where they're staying at. I call him. I'm like, hey, I'm at the McDonald's. He goes, yeah, I want uh, five Big Macs. Okay. And uh, Bobby, what you want? Okay. She want fish filet and she want uh, motherfucking fries. Get a bunch of fries. Get some nuggets. You know, just like an array of shit. You know, I'm like, okay, no An problem. array of An shit. An array of shit, right. <laughs> I drop the money. I get a bunch of bags of McDonald's. I yeah. pull up to the address. It is the most ghetto, bad looking neighborhood. And they're in this, it's this big building. Right. So this is old downtown LA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Pre gentrification. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. This is yeah. bad news. Okay. I pull up. I'm like, oh, this is kind of bad neighborhood. Okay. I walk in. <laughs> I walk up to the building. He is uh, waiting downstairs, and he's standing there in tiny, tiny little tidy whities okay, right. and yes. a Care Bear shirt that doesn't cover his belly button, mm-hmm. okay? And he goes, you got the McDonald's? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it right here, two bags. He goes, okay, follow me upstairs. I'm like, okay. I walk with him. <laughs> we start going upstairs. I'm like, where is she at? He goes, she's in a room. She's just chilling. We walk in, and... It's a porn studio uh-huh. where they have like the sets. You know, there's like a right. like a like a gym set, you know, a, a school and a, set, and a barn, yeah. and a bunch of yeah. things. We're walking through the sets, and I'm. It's dark in this place. There's no one else there. It's just him and me, and we're walking. I'm like, where Where is she? And he goes, She's in her room. She's in her room. Hang on, I'm gonna knock on the door. Knock, knock, knock. Knocks on the door. Okay. Knock, knock, knock. Yo, Barbie. He uh uh Stephen here. He brought the food. Oh, what's that? You want him to wait? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm standing right there. I didn't hear anybody. <laughs> I'm like, he's just, pre- is he pretending that she's there? Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? So I go and I sit down. He goes, let's sit over here. I'm going to eat this McDonald's. So now he's sitting across from me, big fat dude, and he's eating all the McDonald's I bought. And I'm like, 
where is Barbie? And and he goes, yeah, she ain't feeling so good. She lying down. Hey, uh, you want back rub? And I'm like, <laughs> oh shit, oh my god, are you serious? Did you? What's ha- what's happening right now? And he goes, you ever you ever had your dick sucked by a guy before? I'm like, I oh, I, no. I have not done that, and I don't I don't I appreciate the offer, but I'm gonna say no for that. And he goes, okay then. I guess you can go. And I was like, but you told me that she wanted to see me. And he goes, yeah, she ain't here though. So y'all can go, I guess. And I was like, (laughs) you did send me mixed signals and you brought me McDonald's. Right. Right. (laughs) And I saw you. I turn around and I fucking like, he gets in his car. I get in my car. He picks up his phone and calls me at four in the morning. I call him at four in the morning and tells me the story. Right. And I laughed. Yes. And we all laughed laughed laughed. at me. And then I wrote Barbie uh, a message through MySpace at the time. And I just said, Hey, I just want to let you know what happened. And, uh, one year later, I got a letter back from her that was just like, ha, 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 Oh, that's so funny. That my, my fat bodyguard. gay bodyguard tried, tried, to, tried fuck to fuck you, <laughs> and then you fell for it and bought him like, like $25 worth of McDonald's food at 3 in the morning. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, you made her day. I did make her day. It was hilarious. It was. Yeah. Twice you protected her while she danced alone. Right. Her yeah. Made her laugh a year later because yeah. it, it, she got it early on. It just took her a year to read the letter. Right. That's how long it takes porn stars to read. Yeah, they're not good at reading. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is a true story of the time that I tried to fuck Barbie, Barbie <laughs> Cummings and instead almost, almost got, got fucked, fucked. Yeah. by her large... <laughs> Black bodyguard. Um, Guys, uh, you should subscribe to this uh, show because we're going to tell more more horrifying stories like this uh, in the the future. Or if you're Uh, interested uh, in having Steven bring you five big backs at four in the morning... And try to have sex with him. Yeah, it, uh, it's subscribing to this podcast is the first step in that yeah, process. That is really a great it step. It is not guys. that hard to pull off, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, in the future of this show and and through the past of the show, depending on where it airs, uh, we have uh, episodes that we have uh, done or episodes that are coming up with um, Brandon Braga, mm-hmm. uh, who Star Trek fame. Yeah, of Star Trek fame. So excited. We're all very excited. We're interviewing him tomorrow. That's a big deal. Um, Brandon, Brandon, um, very famous for um, for writing the movie First Contact, as well as Star Trek: Next Generation, Voyager, all sorts Deep of Space Deep Space Nine. So many, all so many stuff. amazing shows. Fantastic. And he's back the, when Star Trek was good. And he's the executive yeah. producer of the show Cosmos. Fantastic So we're talking to him tomorrow, as well as Matt Shively, uh, who is on uh, True Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, now is on the show The Real O'Neills, mm-hmm. which is a big show. Uh, Payman Benz, who directs uh, the Just show. Just Reno Nine One. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, Brooke Brooklyn Nine Nine directs Brooklyn Nine Nine. Last Man on Earth. Um, uh, Key and Peele was their director. Mm-hmm. Got lots of great stories about working on those shows. Um, who else uh, was fun? Um, Goofy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bill Farmer, the voice of Goofy, the voice of Bugs Bunny, and uh, every single character. Cartoon mm-hmm. character that you adore. We had uh, um, DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia, D- Oscar yeah, winner. Oscar winner DJ Paul from Three yeah. Six Mafia. Lots of wonderful people coming on the show. It's a really great time. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to it. 
Um, oh, and of course, uh, the incredible uh, Max Brooks, mm-hmm. who we interviewed, uh, who's amazing, who you guys are going to love. Uh, Max Brooks, of course, Mel Brooks' son, who wrote the book World War Z, as well as the Zombie Survival Guide and lots of other really, And married really, your cousin. And married my cousin. Yeah. A so, very brave thing. Married into your family. That's oh, way more brave than dealing with zombies. <laughs> way more brave. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I know that we have to, we got to wrap up. Um, but uh, when, um, real quick thing. Uh, at the at my cousin's wedding to uh, Mel Brooks' son, mm-hmm. uh, one of my cousins, who's like just a total fucking idiot, is uh and, and lies about everything, mm-hmm. is standing there next to me in Mel Brooks' house, and, and this is back when Anne Bancroft is alive, yeah. and on the wall a giant photograph of Albert Einstein, and it says, "Dear Mel, thank you for always being such a great friend, Albert Einstein." And I go, oh my god! I didn't know Mel Brooks knew Albert Einstein. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. What an mm-hmm. what an incredible thing! Like I wouldn't even thought that was the same time period and like around the same time. And uh, my cousin, this cousin of mine, who's a total asshole, turns to me and goes, "Well, maybe if you would have read Mel Brooks's autobiography, you would have learned that they knew each other and they were very good friends." And I was like, oh, and he goes, yeah, maybe maybe read an autobiography before you go to someone's house, right? <laughs> Storms away. And I was like, God, I feel like such an idiot. Then Mel Brooks walks up and I go, hey, Mel, I had no idea that you knew Albert Einstein. Mel Brooks goes, I never knew that guy. This was a joke from Carl Reiner. <laughs> and I go, but what about your autobiography? And he goes, I never wrote an autobiography. So I was like, so not only did my cousin make that up, yeah. but he made up like the reference material. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just, yeah. So yeah, my, my props to your cousin on that one that oh, was very god well just really believed in it <laughs> yeah. anyways guys uh thanks so much for being here and thanks for always uh being a part of of the the fun and come stuff see the live show at the do. hollywood improv yes uh you know every month always check the improv calendar to find out when the next show is uh where can they find you guys uh i'm at at mike black attack for all social media uh, just go to funnymat.com. I got links to everything on there. And of course, I'm at Stephen Glickman, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, Glickman on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com forward slash funny guy from TV. Uh, and this, of course, is the nighttime show. Thank you so much and good night. Oh,